Hey friends, welcome to the Soft and Strong Hearts podcast. I'm your host Ashton, your soft-spoken, big-hearted, sensitive soul sister, and I'm ready to share my voice in hopes of inviting you to do the same. And this podcast is all about having real conversations about what goes on beneath the surface and getting to the heart of what we are all trying to navigate in our lives. We'll dive deep into the lows and celebrate the highs that are all part of the journey. And we'll also have some fun along the way, sharing stories and chatting with guests. So if you're ready to get comfortable, getting a little uncomfortable, you've come to the right place. Grab a drink, cozy in, and let's have a chat, friend. Hello, friends. Hope you are doing well and welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Grateful to have you here every day that you tune in and listen. If you are a longtime listener, I am so appreciative of all of the support I get and just love having you here with me on this journey. If this is ugh, if this is your first time here, welcome. Come on in, get cozy, get your tea. Oh crap, I forgot tea. It's okay, we're just gonna keep going. Uh, All right, today's episode is one that has been on my heart for a while, and I've sprinkled it in here and there in other episodes, talked about how this is a story that I will eventually share, and it felt like the right time to finally share it because it's a pretty integral part of my own growth and healing and just created so much self-awareness for me so it's just it's really important to share because I know it's going to be relatable I know that you are possibly going to connect with this someone out there is definitely going to connect with this I think a lot of people will and I often think about the younger version of myself who needed to hear what I have to say now. So when I think about kind of bridging the gap between where I was and where I am today, honoring both sides of the bridge and loving every version of myself wholeheartedly. I think that's so important. I think it's really important to not look at the past version of me as someone who was failing or who was unsuccessful or just less than. Like, no. (laughs) I've talked about this before, but you're worthy no matter what. And so here is my weight loss journey. And I don't think weight loss is necessarily the best word to use to describe it but honestly that's really such a pillar to this story and this experience even though so many things have come out of it um, it really did start with me wanting to lose weight so that's where we're going to start okay where to begin (laughs) because honestly this isn't just about weight loss this is also a bit of like the diet culture and the damaging effects of it and growing up 
with certain ideas and beliefs about our bodies and what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, what's beautiful, what's worthy. And it starts at such a young age. Like, it's not even just the images we're seeing, it's the conversations that we're overhearing. It's overhearing the adults in our life talk about bodies from a certain perspective in a negative way and these messages these stories are implanted in us like in our subconscious mind and we grow up you know feeling this way about ourselves without really even realizing how how damaging it can be so i mean really honestly it goes back to like being a child and i you know looking back i wasn't overweight i wasn't uh, necessarily skinny either i was just kind of an average body type but what i did start to recognize even at a young age was that i wasn't as active as some of my peers and physical activity was not necessarily easy for me i just didn't do a lot of sports didn't think i was very coordinated and i can just remember being in gym class or being on a school trip where you had to do some sort of physical activity or track and field oh my god track and field not a fan see i just knew even at a young age that i wasn't very active i didn't quite know like you know what the consequences of that was or how you know like important it was to be more physically active it just wasn't something that i guess i naturally did and i can remember hearing certain comments about my body as i was approaching like my preteen years um people saying like oh you know you'll grow out of your little pot belly when <laughs> such a terrible thing to say but yeah i remember hearing something like that you know thinking like as you hit puberty you know your body's gonna change and become this like you know more uh feminine i guess shape where it's your chubbiness is you know kind of less in your belly region and like stretches out because you get taller i don't know it's just like one example i can remember going on a trip with my family and uh having relatives say like gosh you're big and like i think they meant tall because i was visiting relatives and a lot of them were not very tall they were kind of like just overall short family and so i want to believe that they meant tall but i really didn't feel like that's what they meant at the time i it just felt like they were calling me big and it was not a positive thing like you know when you tell a kid like oh you're getting so big at a certain point we don't want to hear that anymore because now we're hearing it like oh i'm big it just it becomes a negative thing right and you got to wonder you know at what point did it get implanted kind of in our mind that being big was not a good thing anymore right so just little things like that from my childhood and so as i started you know aging into teenage years i you know got more self-conscious about my body i didn't really feel like it was stretching and doing what you know my family said it was supposed to do with puberty and 
I remember like being in gym class and having to stand on the scale and I don't know why, but we had to. And I told the teacher, please don't look at my weight. Like, you know, he didn't care what I weighed. It wasn't like everyone was going to look at the number, but I was just so adamant that I did not want him to see it. It was too embarrassing. Like, I didn't even know what I weighed, but I just, I, I knew that I didn't feel good about the number. I just, I knew that my size was going to get on the scale and that number was going to be like too heavy, not what I should be. How did I know this? I don't know. I just did. And so, yeah, high school was, you know, more of the same, not feeling very confident in, you know, not just my body, but in a lot of things. Again, I wasn't very athletic. I did take gym class, even though it wasn't mandatory because it was like the one thing that I was doing as far as fitness, because I knew I wasn't doing anything else if I wasn't playing sports, except curling. I did curl and I did play softball in the summer. So I didn't technically do zero sports, but um, just two. And curling doesn't really require much physical activity. But I do remember in high school, I did find a workout VHS tape of my mom's that I would do on occasion, very sporadically. So like I knew that certain efforts needed to be made and I knew I didn't like my body. I knew I felt overweight. I knew that a lot of the clothes that I tried on in the teen clothing stores were fitting me in like the large, extra large, sometimes sizes. And that was pretty bothersome to me. And I don't know what it's like now to be a teenager and go clothes shopping, but man, I really hope that they've done a better job at offering a wider range of sizes because I didn't really think of myself as like, being the size that fit like the largest clothes in the store and that's not to shame anyone who had to go shopping in a plus size store to get larger clothing like that's just the reality of like clothing sizing is just so freaking wonky and you'll be going to these stores that kind of cater to teenagers and then all of a sudden you go to a store where the clothes are for women and you're like oh, I'm not like an extra large. Or maybe you are wearing an extra large in a women's clothing store, but like in a different kind of store, you might be a 1XL or a 2XL. Like it really doesn't matter. Not the point of the story. Anyways, the turning point for me when I really felt like something had to be done and it sort of started me on that trajectory of diet was when I was at the gym at the college I went to and I got on the scale and the number was two something something like I think it was around 200 and just seeing a two at the beginning really hit me in the gut like for some reason You know, it wasn't acceptable that I be that weight. Of course, BMI had told me that I was overweight, that I was borderline obese. And I was probably thinking about 
you know, my overall health and long term, was I going down a path of continuing to gain weight? Or was I ready to go down a path of losing weight? But what sticks out in my mind so much is that I was very, very focused on specifically the weight, the way my body looked, the way I felt about myself and my worth, and just feeling like I wasn't going to be fully happy until I lost weight. I wasn't going to feel beautiful, worthy, accepted until I lost weight. And I know that's a very real problem for a lot of people is the dissatisfaction with the way we are now makes us feel that for some reason our size dictates our worth and it's total BS. But anyways, here we go down the road that would eventually lead me to what is now a much more positive and loving mindset, sustainable habits, but we'll get there. Let's go back to the things that didn't work because I know you've probably tried some of them too. First of all, my workouts were using the treadmill. I don't really like running. I just didn't know what else to do. And for some reason, I felt that the treadmill was better than the elliptical because the treadmill was harder. So if the workout was harder, that meant it was more effective. And there is maybe some truth to that. I, I don't know. I don't use either pieces of those equipment anymore. Like I said, not really a runner. But it's funny because I remember in high school and gym class, I enjoyed weights and weightlifting. It was something I was actually good at. And there was a weight room in the college, but it wasn't in the same room as the cardio equipment. So they were in two separate rooms for some reason, two smaller gyms. And I was too scared to go into the weight room because I didn't have a clue what to do. So I just didn't go in there. I just went to the piece of equipment that was pretty straightforward. You get on the treadmill, you push start, you run. And as far as eating, I didn't really know, aside from what everyone knows about like eating more vegetables and eating less junk food, those were basically the things that I knew about nutrition uh, at the time. Until I started a weight loss program in 2010. And I will say that there's for sure one good takeaway from that program, something that I learned to do that stuck with me and that was to drink water just very foundational drinking way more water than i was before but pretty much everything else about that program i would not recommend the program was called you weight loss i don't even know if it exists anymore i kind of hope it doesn't it was something i kind of stumbled upon at some sort of trade show i think and it really got my attention because people were losing weight. They were showing results. And to me, it was an investment in my health. So I signed up for it. It was a program that required you to buy these 
ridiculously expensive vitamins that were massive and the meals were basically you sitting down with a person telling them what kind of food you liked and then they were just pulling up recipes from their menu of what you could eat so they would give you a variety of breakfast meals lunch meals supper meals and snacks but i don't even know if you got to have snacks in the first phase there was phases and the calories were quite low like 300 for breakfast four for lunch four or five for supper i can't remember exactly but basically you ate that nothing else no room for cheats no room for anything except for specifically those three meals and a fuck ton of water and your vitamins needless to say this weight loss program was very effective because i followed it to the letter for two months and i lost 20 pounds and of course i felt great about myself got compliments went to a music festival in a bikini and just can't remember ever feeling so good about my body and proud to show it off there's nothing wrong with that just for the record but i was still obviously fixated on the physical aspect of this process and really not understanding how much of a calorie deficit I was at. It was also a big red flag for me when I was talking to them about exercise and they didn't really have it in their program. It was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, just like, yeah, you should exercise. But there was no clarity as to what kind of exercise should I be doing? And like, do I even have enough food in my body to be exercising? It's like they didn't even really take that into account. And that is problematic to say the least. So obviously this program was not sustainable. One, because of the fact that it was like starving me. Two, it was so expensive. Like, man, you know, the dumb money decisions I've made makes me cringe. But yeah, just not sustainable, had to quit of course, gained the weight back because I didn't have the tools really to sustain that sort of weight loss. Like I was literally just following their very specific instructions on like, eat this, nothing else. You know, like that really is setting someone up for failure. So I of course tried to replicate that diet or just any diet in general to sort of keep what results I did have. So I tried gluten-free for a while. I got a cookbook all about detoxing. So I sort of followed that program for a little bit, did a 30-day cleanse. Uh, I even tried keto briefly at some point. And like, needless to say, none of these things stuck because they all are very restrictive and on the premise that like you have to eliminate a food group because that food group is bad and you're just better off if you don't eat it at all. Exercise was sort of happening. I did have a membership for a few years at Good Life Fitness and at one point I lived like super close to the gym so I didn't really have an excuse not to go. So 
I would just sometimes be in these phases where I was like going consistently like three to four times a week. And then I would have long durations of not going at all. And you know, then I would kind of get fired up again, go back. And I only ever did the classes and sometimes the treadmill again, but the classes were my favorite. I remember specifically the combat class and the weightlifting class were my jam. So I do kind of miss like going to gym classes because there's just something different about being in the atmosphere of like surrounded by other people doing it that you just don't get when you're doing it at home. So like, I feel like somewhere down the road, I'm going to want to go to gym classes again. Just maybe drop in. I don't know. But, you know, in, in a different world where that's actually a thing, that would be fun. So this was many years of sort of this flip-flopping weight going up and down you know continuing to search for the one thing that I was going to be able to do the one thing that I would have the willpower quote to stick with that would get me skinny keep me skinny and as far as I was concerned that was the most important thing so 2015 was the year I got started with Beachbody and getting the program DVDs as it was back in the day and being part of accountability groups. So it was like the first time that I was actually trying to lose weight with other people. And that was something that was definitely appealing to me. I liked having kind of that as a motivator, having just the one DVD workout program eventually got kind of boring and I would do it and then stop and like start and stop kind of just doing the program for the duration of the program but once it was over I would like take a break and it took a while before the workouts really stuck for me it wasn't until 2018 and at that point I think that's when they had started streaming them online so that I had access to multiple options maybe that was 2017 Anyways, so 2018, a program that is 80 days long came out. So this would have been the longest thing I'd ever done. Up to that point, I had only done 30-day programs. And I was definitely nervous, but there was just something kind of telling me that, like, if you can stick it out for 80 days, like, I think it's really going to, you know, change things for you. And just to be clear, I'm not necessarily advertising for Beachbody. I'm also not not advertising for them because I enjoy the workout programs and I did ultimately find success with them. So this isn't really about specifically Beachbody and my journey with them or coaching or why I'm not a coach anymore. That's a story for another day. This is really just it's a part of the process and the journey for me. So that's why I'm sharing it, obviously. So along with doing the workout program, I was also doing like the portion eating system called like ultimate portion fix. And what I do appreciate about the program overall is that it wasn't, you know, focusing on just the food or just the workouts or you know a lot of the more gimmicky quick weight loss things that you see like 
it really to me felt more about like these are things that you are going to help you lose weight over time and we all know that eating well and in a balanced way and exercising are like the pillars of weight loss and being healthy so it made the most sense to me to follow this path so i did very well at staying consistent for the 80 days minus a holiday kind of in between two of the phases but i pretty much picked up where i left off when i got back home and i can't remember the exact number of weight i lost it's not really important all i know is like from seeing photos of before and after it was very obvious that i had changed in size and i was super pumped about those result pictures and i felt like i didn't lose such a like a massive amount of weight that i was going to gain it back quickly because i had you know lost it over a longer period of time and by the end of 2018 i was i think i was less than or maybe at the most 20 pounds lighter from when i had started doing peach body like in the grand scheme it doesn't really matter what the numbers are but what matters what really matters uh, to the story is realizing that losing weight was not really the be-all and end-all of happiness in life sure it did open up a lot for me as far as feeling confident about myself and like not being afraid to put myself out there and you know, I learned to take care of myself. And that really was like the most important thing was realizing, you know, after losing weight that like, this is not just about that. This is about the fact that you feel better mentally, emotionally. And, you know, I really started to see like the possibility in life and see myself as a capable person of being able to accomplish more than just losing weight. It was like that kind of unlocked my potential to achieve other things that I wanted. But it also unlocked, you know, this awareness and realization about the way I had been living my life and how for so long I neglected to take care of not just my body, but of my heart. Like I was really hard on myself and I saw it so clearly when I finally was in a place where I was feeling good about myself, you know, realizing all these limitations that I put there that had nothing to do with weight, just barriers that I created to kind of, you know, keep myself safe from getting hurt even though i didn't realize i was the one hurting myself like i couldn't protect myself from me and my negative self-talk and my body shaming and you know all those things we pour on ourselves like comparison and judgment and you know fearing rejection fearing what people are gonna think or say about us feeling like we might say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing. Just basically insecurity at its best, but really it's worst because insecurity is the worst. So while I 
am grateful for where I got to as far as feeling better physically in my body, you know, clothing fitting better, seeing muscles, just feeling strong. I love that feeling. The mental transformation for me has been way beyond bigger. And it's something I didn't really grasp until I got into shape. And so what has kept me going and keeps me going now on this path of overall wellness, and I really holistically look at my wellness now, like far beyond just taking care of my physical needs, but I check into emotional needs and mental and spiritual and all of that now. So to me, it really is just a long game. Like what I say about my health is I want to feel as good as I can for as long as I can. I think about the future. I think about having the energy to move with my future children. I think about having a healthy pregnancy. I think about lowering my risk of heart disease or you know anything health-wise really and not to mention i really enjoy all the benefits i get from living this way now i don't need to tell you about the benefits of exercise like you know what they are but to me they're worth it they're worth putting in the effort it's not always fun but most of the time it is because i don't push myself in ways that feel like punishment. I choose things that I like. I go at the pace that works for me. And it's not about like breaking myself to fit a certain image in my mind. It's not about the way I look anymore. It's about the way I feel. And it's about the way I want to feel today and tomorrow, 10 years from now, 20 and 50 years from now, right? It's a long game, but it's also in this moment doing something that I know is good for me, that feels good for me, and that has now become a habit. And so there you go. That's pretty much the long and short of it, mostly the long of it, of my journey up to this point and where I'm at currently and kind of why I wanted to talk about this today is I, for the last few months, had let those habits of working out kind of slip away not completely i was still doing a little bit here and there but you know it would kind of go from like five days a week to four to three to you know like it just was falling away and i was kind of letting life take over i was letting the snooze take over i was letting my excuses take over really and I know that the lack of physical activity probably contributed to feeling a little lower, just not in the kind of energy that I'm used to. And so it's not about shaming myself or feeling like, man, you really shit the bed for the last two months. Like, I don't like to use that kind of negative language anymore. It's not about what I've done or didn't do. It's about what am I going to do today? What do I want to do now? And how do I want to move forward now? now i feel like i am getting in that season where like this is a priority it wasn't really the top priority for me for the last few months it doesn't mean that it wasn't something that i 
hadn't planned on getting back into like it was always there in my mind like I am going to get back into that that is something that is important to my life it's not something I'm going to just like completely quit and never get back to moving and activity and exercise it just wasn't something I was prioritizing and truthfully I do want to prioritize movement always and find ways to incorporate it even if it means five minutes I'm a huge advocate for moving your body finding things to do that you enjoy and using what you've got taking care of it I think that we are meant to move I mean why would we have such amazing bodies that can do so many amazing things without us even having to think about it you know we were given this for a reason and now I feel like I'm getting a little bit soapboxy so I'll step back and I'm just gonna say that currently I'm getting back into every day doing at least half an hour of some sort of movement and sort of the routine that I'm doing now that I've been slowly integrating is going with the rhythm of my cycle so that's going to mean at certain points in the cycle I have more energy that's when I'm going to go for more intense and maybe longer workouts focus more on cardio at that time and at certain points I'll probably switch to doing more weight work around the time of getting my period I'll be doing more slower movement more restorative walking yoga that sort of thing and kind of just going with the rhythm of my body I've talked about this a little bit, cycle syncing. It's not just exercise, it's also a little bit the way that I'm eating, certain things that I'm eating or drinking less of. Unfortunately, coffee is one of them. And it's also connected to lifestyle. So it's not just about those habits of eating and exercise, but it's also following the rhythm of my cycle in my life and certain activities that I'm scheduling at certain times. It's all very interesting and something I recommend if you're a female, if you have the female reproductive system, to learn more about all the different parts of your cycle and how that affects so many things at certain points of the month and how you can use that to your advantage. Like it's really interesting information and we don't learn enough about it. All we really learn is that we're gonna get a period and it's gonna hurt and it's gonna suck, right? Like we don't learn about the good things, the peak in our mood when we're ovulating. Like, man, when you start paying attention to that shit, like it is for real. Okay, getting a little tangenty here. My current goal is to be able to fit into my wedding dress. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real with you. This isn't a shredding for the wedding thing. This is just literally, I know that I have put on a little bit of weight and inches since I tried the dress on. So when it comes, I want to make sure that I don't have to get it altered too much. Like it's going to need alterations for sure to like fit me just right. But if I can avoid having to have it taken out, that would be great. If it has to happen, no shame in that. Like, it's really not a big deal. It's just something that I don't want to have to pay for. I'm a bride on a budget, okay? So that's just where I'm at right now. 
but ultimately my goal is still and always will be continuing to move my body for the long game, for feeling better, for having good energy, sharing that good energy with people around me. And if I can inspire other people to find joy in moving their bodies and find joy in their bodies as they are, then that's wonderful. And I hope that that's what you're taking away from today's story. I know it was long, but you know, we've all got stories like that where you just kind of want to paint the full picture and I'm like a details person and I get a little bit rambly so take it or leave it if you're still here I'm so glad you took it but the takeaway message is just that losing weight does not equal happiness we can't attach our happiness to any kind of outcome that we want in our life it's something we need to find right now without the end game without reaching the goal because here's the thing if you didn't know it's not at the other side of what you're looking for what you want it's in the moments that are passing you by right now that you're choosing not to see it not to feel it and that's a choice that you're making so we get to choose to love ourselves as we are right now today and if you've got goals of wanting to lose weight i support that too this is definitely not a don't try to lose weight because that's not the point the point is losing weight is a byproduct but if you're losing weight at the detriment of your mental health your relationships or just feeling like you're not good enough if you're not at a certain size I just can't stress to you enough that that's not true, okay? So take it from someone who's been there, who did not feel good about themselves. This is me talking to younger me, saying, girl, you want to take care of yourself. That's awesome. But do it out of love for yourself, not shame of yourself, okay? Wrapping it up now. Let me know if you connected with this one, if you've got your own, you know, weight loss or weight gain or kind of revelation of body size and image and diet culture and all of that stuff. I would love to hear, I would love to connect with you on this. So give me a shout. Until next time, my friends, have a great week. Thanks for coming. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for being with me today. I am so grateful that you're here. If this episode resonated with you, then I would love it if you shared it with a friend who you think needs today's message. Or take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at ashton.petrie. That's P-I-T-R-E. Let me know your takeaways or send me a topic idea that you'd like to hear more about. I hope you'll keep coming back. And until next time, keep on living soft and strong.